passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. What is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig, a.k.a. Axe? Thank you for sucking whatever little life I had left in me tonight with another one of your... It was Vintage Barry tonight, as as Walt Frazier would say. Vintage Barry. Yeah, how so? Struggling right out of the gate. Oh, with the... We yeah. turn on the Skype and you can't figure out why you can't hear me. Yeah, I still can't figure out why I can't hear you. And then Barry just looked at the monitor confused for about three minutes while I sat here. I was all excited. I got... I, I got new AirPods. That's I knew I, I knew old. that's what's going on. You and got I was ready new to use equipment them. for for yeah. Christmas. Yeah, and and you don't you fine. didn't want to try audio. this. You didn't want to try this out before we got on the call tonight, dude. I paired and I had audio coming through my laptop, and then through the Skype for whatever reason. Even when I selected AirPods, there was nothing coming through. So I had to go back to the old shitty headphones. So you got those like fancy? Those are the ones that go in the ear without the wire, right? Yeah, that's right. From Apple. Yes, that's right. Look at you. Look at you. My wife kept asking me what I wanted. At the white elephant party, you were making fun of my little phone. And here <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. And joking around, you asked me if everything was okay. And now you're showing off your uh, your little AirPods. Oh, stop it. The other day, I was on the train, and this dude was fumbling around with his AirPods, and it fell in my lap. He was oh, standing. Man. It fell in my lap, and then underneath the seats... On the fucking train. On a packed uh, train. That's horrible. And then I had to like bend down and try to fucking find this little thing under the seat. Well, that was nice of you. You didn't have to do well, that. Well, did I not have to? It. No. You Who was going to do it? It's not your job to do it. I'm going to leave his $200 left AirPod laying under the seat and just, if it was he's going to look at me and I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to get that thing. Yeah. It's like, dude, when everybody clears off the train. Then you can go look for it, pal. It is a problem with those. If you drop it, I mean, that's like that's the it. only downside. Yeah, is that they're small and they're very like easy to lose. Well, how was your Christmas? Christmas was nice. It was it was it was a nice day. The although the, the kids <laughs> run into our room and jump on our bed 
at 4.05 in the morning. Oh, that's that's pretty much how my house operates every day of the week, Barry. So I feel oh no pain God. for you. That's early. Like, I'm, you know, 5.30, like, you know, I could understand it. But, uh, but yeah, we were like, no, no, you're going back to bed because we're not getting up for a while. And what made them get up that early? They're just psyched for uh, Christmas. Like, my son gets up very early anyway, like 5, 5.30, he'll get up. But uh, yeah, they were they they got up. They went downstairs. They came back up. They said, "Oh, there's old presents under the tree. Let's go." And we we're just like, "No." Yeah, I saw that picture of of your whole family with the, with all the presents. And no, you didn't. We didn't post. I saw all your kids with the, they. All your kids now have the AirPods, which is well, no, stop. which is kind of obnoxious, Barry. For <laughs> full of shit. Barry's family. They took a family photo. Nope. And they were all wearing AirPods. His wife, his two kids, Barry. And they were all wearing matching sweaters as well. <laughs> we did not do that. <laughs> I, I don't even... Do we have to talk about the Knicks tonight? We do, right? At some point. It's like the first time we're doing a post-game pod, so we probably should hit on the game tonight. I knew it was going to be a close game. I mean, I won $100 off this game. Of I course you did. I haven't been the Knicks in a long time. So now where are we at? 940, uh, is it? We were, no. You, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm up 480 right now. Christmas, I took a hit. What? This the, is all these upsets. Barry, on the last podcast you were up eight forty, and now after the hundred dollar win tonight, you're at four eighty. Yeah, I, I I broke even tonight because I lost the OKC game. They 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 Memphis beat them. We're, we're never we're never gonna six. we're never sitting courtside, are we? I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm thinking oh, no. about, and tell me what you think, honestly. Not because you, you're biased and you want Knicks tickets. I'm thinking about putting my bonus towards these Knicks tickets. What no, do you think? absolutely do not do that. What do I do with it then? Your Just bonus? Savings? Yeah, my bonus. I, yeah, yeah, I don't work I, at a job. I don't want, I don't work I don't at a job want where, part of your bonus. I don't work at a job where I depend on the bonus. You know, It's not like it's like half my yearly salary like some of these crazy financial institutions do where like that makes the year. You know, this is extra bread. And I thought about... All right, just put it in like a college fund or something. Don't... You want to sp use yours on the Knicks ticket? Fine, but don't don't get me a Knicks ticket with your bonus. Well, we'll see. I will not accept it. How much are Barclay floor seats? Probably like $100, $100, $150. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I would... <laughs> That was a great shot of Kyrie and KD sitting on the bench tonight, huh? Yeah, I know. And the thought crossed my head while I was watching, you know. And I even said, I actually watched this game with my son. He's, he's And usually he falls asleep. He stayed up for this whole game. It was great. But um, they showed that picture, and I even turned to my son. I said, yep, they could have been on the Knicks. But then I thought to myself, they don't want to be on the Knicks. Not, just because no. they were getting killed by the Knicks tonight. The no, they're perfectly Knicks are still happy. significantly better. That's yeah. not why they look so miserable over there. No, it was just tonight. They look. They didn't look miserable because they're, they're not on the Knicks. No. They looked miserable because they're on. That's just how Brooklyn. That there's no excitement in Brooklyn. They, they'll no. see. They'll see. Even when they're great. Even if they come back. Even if, if at some point Kyrie decides that these um, what does he have now? This mystery injury. Oh, something wrong uh, with the thoracic. Something thoracic, wrong with the something. sacks under his shoulder or something like that. If they ever come back together and they're winning, they'll see. Boring. It's Brooklyn's going to be boring as shit, even if they're winning. 
Well, those two guys, yeah. I mean, because that's just the way they are. It's not like they're bubble. They don't have bubbling personalities. But there's other guys in the team that do. They could have fun. They'll enjoy. Well, Barry, what did we say? Uh, you know, on the last podcast, the Knicks had as won far... three of their last four, right? Right. And we said they were gonna. It was probably gonna go back to normal. Did it go back to normal? Yeah, we said they were definitely gonna. You know, get killed in their next two games. And uh, we didn't really speculate what was going to happen with Washington and Brooklyn. And, you know, then they got Washington again. Yeah, since the last pod, we lost to the Heat, the Bucks, and the Wizards. The Wizards, who were missing like eight Everybody. players or something like that. Except Beal. You know, they had their Beal. That was a pretty damning quote from Randall after that game that the Knicks were not focused from shoot-around on through the game. He wasn't the only player that mentioned shoot-around. What, what, what at goes least on three guys did. What the hell goes on at shoot-around that they could have been that unfocused? What were they doing? I don't, I'm like picturing guys in the layup lines, like, you know, with their shirt off and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, hooting and hollering. I don't know what they were doing. You've got to be re- – it's got to be really bad if you had noticed that at shoot-around, the team isn't quite right. Yeah, that like their heads are just somewhere else and like, you know, they're waiting to the game to get focused and by then it's too late. Well, luckily heads were back tonight against Brooklyn. Do you think that the Knicks were playing well tonight or was just Brooklyn that off? Because they shot like 27% for the game. That's an NBA worst this season. Is that the Knicks defense? No, it can't be. Uh, I I mean, it's it's partially that. Mitchell Robinson was a beast in the paint tonight. Oh, he was great. He looked determined, by the way. The last, do you remember the last game? Jared Allen had a great game against him. Yeah. And Mitchell's great game was not so good. I think he, that was one of those games where he racked up the fouls. And people were saying, and not people, but some Nets fans, or I'm just going to fucking say it. That stupid Nets Daily Twitter site Go ahead. said something like that was proof that Jared Allen is the most promising young center in New York because he dominated Mitchell that game. And Mitchell responded to that tweet like with a laugh or something. Right. Mm. Mitchell looked determined tonight to not get those early fouls like he has been for a while. But tonight, I thought I noticed it more than normal, him just putting those arms straight up. Yeah. And he he looked focused. He finished with 10 points, 10 boards. He looked really good out there. When the fuck is he going to reclaim his spot in this starting lineup, Barry? I mean, Taj Gibson is averaging like zero and zero. As right. A starter. I mean. Taj also played, I think, like 11 minutes tonight or something. Exactly. He, he was barely but, on the court at all. So who cares? Right. Who really cares? But you might as well start Mitchell out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. You're right. When is he going to reclaim it? I can't answer that. I mean, do I, do I care that much if it happens now or if it happens in February? So you don't want to talk about that. Let about me ask Mitchell you a question. Going what, would you, starting? what would you like to talk? Let's talk about what do you want to fucking talk about tonight? All right. Tell me. Because <laughs> you're looking at me like you're scared. <laughs> What do we talk about with the Knicks? Are we? What are we allowed to talk about, Barry? I mean, there's we could speculate about what's going to happen between you know now and and the trade deadline. Oh, what the Carl Anthony Towns? Uh, I don't want to talk about some Carl people Anthony got Towns. some people got on my case on Twitter for that for just mentioning <laughs> that we shouldn't be tra- considering trading a top five lottery pick for him. Yeah, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to tweet about no. something that's going around. Apparently, Twitter. you're not allowed to tweet about trades that haven't happened. Who Lately, knew? I'll be honest. Nick's Twitter has been really bugging me. Really bugging me. 
Me too. Go you ahead can't. And you cannot talk example. about Fizdale versus Miller. You can't talk about Miller without upsetting all the fucking Fizdale fucks out there. Are there Fizdale fucks? There are Fizdale fucks out there. How is that even possible? It's it's it. That's true. I couldn't talk about Carlin. I'm not. Listen, I know Carlin Towns is probably not coming here. I just said. If the Knicks were to trade a top five pick, they might regret it for the next decade. That's all I fucking said. Something to think about. Food for thought. Something to think about. It's just a fucking opinion. Right. You can't talk about, you know, you can't say anything about bad about Frank. Because fucking all of France might gang up against you. By the way, I did not get a, a Merry Christmas. We were not on the Merry Christmas tweet from the oh. French Knicks pod. Was there a Merry Christmas tweet? There was a like Merry very... Christmas tweet to all of Nick's nation. And a lot of tags. And we they pretty one of much tag anyone that they can think of. And we have always been on those kind of tweets. But I'm sorry, because we've been being honest about Nilakina lately and about how Tom seems like he's mentally unstable about the whole Frank situation. Now we're not getting put on the tweets. We're, we're an inch away from being blocked. Yeah, yeah, probably close. Just, uh, you know, one more negative word about Frank, and that'll probably happen. So I want to know, Knicks fans. I want to know, Barry, what are we allowed to fucking talk about? Yeah, and then you have JB from Knicks Film School. Oh, boy. Just like, you know, a guy who's, like, number one Knicks fan that did a lot for Knicks Twitter in the first place, just, like, stating some statistics and having an opinion, like, alternative to, you know, the Mike Miller love, and he got blasted. And I didn't think it was anything wrong that he had tweeted. And Twitter was up in arms with that. Man, did you ever see anybody turn on Nick's film school so fast? I was, was a little. It, I was a little. It had been I, sacred. I'll be honest. I was a little upset with JB. Come on, though. Like, really, you can't take any negative criticism about the Knicks? I can. But here's what was driving me crazy. Here's what drives me crazy about This is the Miller versus Fisdale thing. Right. Because everyone, like, some Knicks fans got all excited that Miller and the Knicks won three of four. And right. we all, even we knew we were overreacting. When yeah, we you were, pointed out a time we back in earlier in the season. It. when Yeah, you talked about, like, the, the week that we beat Dallas twice and what so, our record was around that time. So what? What are we supposed to do as Knicks fans? We, won, we win three of four games and we're not allowed to, like, be at our chest at all about it. We just have to be like, oh, well, we're going to go back to how we were, so who cares? We still suck. Still the same roster, still no, the same front no, office. No, you can't. That's like living in solitary confinement. You need those three out of four games. It's like getting out into the sun a little bit through this long prison sentence that we have as Knicks fans. Yeah, and God forbid the Knicks fans who actually get excited and maybe maybe do thump their chest after that, and then the Knicks go back to losing, and then everyone laughs at them. Everyone starts pulling all their tweets. You were wrong. It, fuck you. <laughs> I'm so sick of it, Barry. Can you tell? A little bit. A little bit. So yeah, then we lose three in a row. And then everyone who was like, oh, we told you. We told you Fizdale was, was a good coach. It wasn't Fizdale. What the fuck is... <laughs> what is fucking wrong with everybody? And by the way, those are the same fucking fans who when Fizdale was fired, they were like, oh, a hundred and whatever games isn't enough to judge Fizdale. Meanwhile, after like nine or ten games, they're all fucking judging Mike Miller and oh. saying, oh, he's just as good as Fizdale. Or he's not, you know, Fizdale isn't, isn't worse than Miller. Because look, Miller's also had like three or four blowouts while he's been here. Guess what? Miller has won, or the Knicks have won four 
of their last 10 games under Miller. And the fact that we'd even get excited about that is pathetic, but that's I mean, much uh, better than what Fizdale was doing. Right. I mean, the, the feeling, the overall feeling that I have coming out of this Nets game is that if the Knicks play like they played tonight, they can be in any game. Obviously, the Nets were not shooting well at all, and the Nets couldn't do a damn thing. Um, and that's why the Knicks were up 20 most of this game. But if the Knicks could just play like they did on both ends, they're going to be in it. You know, they should be in every game. You just hope that, you know, I, that's why I knew that they were going to come out tonight. And that's why I put money on them because I, I, I was that confident enough in this team. You had that feeling going into tonight. Um, it didn't matter who they were going to play. That's how they were going to come out because they were so down on themselves in that last post game. And, and you saw it from multiple guys. You just hope that they don't forget it. You know, it, it's like the same old story. You win, you win a game or two, and then it's like, you know, you take it for granted. Then all of a sudden you're not as focused. So hopefully they can carry this with them. And I mean, they, they should, I think it should be easy to carry with them going against Washington just because it was just the last game that they got, you know, crushed by them until cutting it close at the end that they're going to want retribution. They're going to want payback. So I think he got a good shot getting back to backs here. Listen, uh, who knows? They could easily be shit again. I don't know how you went so confidently into tonight, to be honest. I, I didn't think they were going to win. I just did not think they were going to lose by seven. Okay. I thought it would be closer uh, than right. that. But I did think they were going to lose, if I'm being honest. I said that to my son when we were watching the game. Trey, I think they're going to lose, but it'll be close. Randall had, has now back-to-back 30-plus -back games. Yeah, he got his season high last game, right? 35? Yeah. And then 33 tonight? He looked good. He was under control. He wasn't doing his typical stupid mistakes. He was. He looked very relaxed out there. Very relaxed. He was still looking for others, even when he was playing as well as he was. Um, I mean, the three ball to start the game was amazing. He was four for five at one point. Mm. I think he ended up like five for, five for nine, nine or something. Yeah. yeah. Morris played well again. Morris got hot. Well. Yeah, in that third quarter, he was lighting it up. You know, it was just one of those things where he couldn't miss. Peyton also really picked it up. I think it was in the third, right? Yeah, but he had flashes even throughout the game. I mean, right from the onset, um, you know, even a couple of close shots that he missed, he was penetrating well. You know, the 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 Knicks offense runs good when Peyton's out on the floor. I hate to say it, but, oh, you know, he's emerged as the only point guard on this team. Frank has been relatively invisible. I know all. The, I know that... I mean, I'm I'm somewhat of a believer in Frank still. But I was thinking about this tonight. How many head coaches has Frank played under? Hornacek, Fizdale, and Miller. Mill. It doesn't seem like Frank is a Miller, a Miller guy, right? Or Miller is a Frank guy. Craig, so I don't. Far. I don't think it's too early to too early to tell. I don't know if there's any coaches in this league that <laughs> Frank would be their guy. Because it's just, it's just interesting that the fans, no matter what, the Frank believers want him to get, you know, to be starting, get the most minutes so he can develop. But not one of these coaches that we've had has ever really felt that way out of the gate. You know, they eventually just have to be forced into thinking that way because they have nothing else. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> that know? was definitely the case this year with Frank and That's Fizdale, the case with Fisdale, sure. right? He, he finally relents and is like, all right, well, these other guys suck, so I might as well, or if Peyton's injured... But Dennis Smith Craig, is absolutely atrocious. That's the only reason Frank started starting again. Is the, the the argument to start Frank over Peyton 
is kind of weak, though, at this point. Absolutely. Because it, oh, cause it comes yeah. down to, you know, the, the people that are going to fight for Frank to start are the people that are going to say, it's too early. He still needs development. He hasn't had long enough time in that role. You got to give him more of a chance to grow. Um, you know, he, he's, he's your pick. You got to, you know, stick with him. I had some, I read, either read or heard somebody say, um, you got to stick with Frank no matter what. You're going to live or die with Frank. You don't have to do that. Why, why force yourself to live or die with anybody if it's going to ultimately hurt your team or if by playing somebody else is going to put your team in a better chance to win? And it's not like, you know, the Alfred Payton situation getting minutes over Frank is not like Jarrett Jack getting minutes over Frank. All right. Alfred Payton is 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 still before his prime years. What is he, 25? Well, the argument, uh, the, uh, the argument that Frank fans make is that Alfred's here for one year, pretty much. And why are we investing the minutes into Alfred for him to go somewhere else? Right. It's, it's what? And not the, the, be a the, part of this team. Year two is what? A t uh, team option, right? Mm -hmm. Year two for Peyton? Yeah, for pretty much everyone except Randall. But Peyton's a guy. Like, he's like the, the prototypical guy that you would want on your team to make other people better. Because he's a facilitator. He looks for assists. So if he's going to help get RJ the ball, help get Knox the ball, he's still helping to develop the other players. So it's, you know, you're not, you're not hurting yourself by playing him. And, and right now, Frank is, in my opinion, the clear-cut number two. DSJ, you know, unfortunately, you know, can't get his head above water. No, I totally agree. I, you, can't, you can't expect to develop any of the other young guys if they're having... The, the main point guard on the team struggle himself. We've always said that you have to have a point guard that's going to know how to run the offense. And if Frank is learning that, it's going to set everyone else back. Sometimes Frank just looks out of sorts out there. Like he has these games, you know, traveling, stepping out of bounds, you know, stupid fouls. That was a game like tonight. You know, unfortunately, like these intense defensive games where he's you know, putting an imprint on the game and, and changing momentum, they're far and few between. And we know that he has it in him, you know, and, you know, he's still such a defensive asset for you. But I, I, I want more. And if we're not seeing that enough, then it's not enough to make up for his lack of offense. No, and I know I'm not allowed to say this as a Knicks fan. If you can't, can't say it here, Craig... Anybody. If you can't say it here, where can you say it? But there's very few young guys on this team that I truly believe in. And that I would say we must keep under any circumstance. Especially as we start to think ahead to the trade deadline. Listen, we're going to talk about it. I'm sorry, Don Bolo. I'm sorry, Tommy D. It's a fucking big rumor out there. Barry, do you not want to talk about this? You could talk about it because I don't think it's happening anyway. It's, it might not be happening, but let's talk about, we should just talk about the general idea of okay. trading for a superstar, all right? Carl Anthony Towns, is not, it's not going to happen. He doesn't want to come here. He might. What, because he's from here? He wants to yes. come? He doesn't want to come. Isn't Craig, that how it always works out, Barry? When they're he from here, has been they stuck. end up coming here? No. He has been stuck on Minnesota for the last few years, and they've been stuck in purgatory. You know, either they're crawling into the playoffs or this horrible losing streak they're on right now 
And he, they've got a lot more talent on their team than the Knicks do. A There's lot. no way he wants to leave. Yeah, yeah. There's no way he wants to leave that disaster and come to a worse disaster in the Knicks. Well, he'll be home. That does not matter to anybody. I think Minnesota's just looking for anything to 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 create some type of spark over there because they can't figure anything out. Even when Wiggins is having, you know, a comeback year like he's having. All right, I don't not- want to fucking talk about Minnesota. All right, let's not talk about Minnesota. <laughs> let's just talk about this general idea that the Knicks front office, fucking Steve Mills and Scott Perry, who are going to do whatever it takes to save their fucking jobs or keeping an eye on any kind of star free agent that might be wanting to move on from their current team. And that this is why they've been trying to gather all these picks. This is why they want to get those two picks from Dallas. They want to put themselves in a position where they can offer up some team for first-round picks without absolutely killing their own franchise. Because if we gave up four, it's not a huge deal if we have those two Dallas ones, right? That essentially means there's going to be two seasons where we're without a first-round pick. Whether it's Carl Anthony Towns or anyone else, are there any players on this team that you would refuse to give up for just any top 10 talent in the league? Anybody. A top 10? T- you're calling Carl Anthony Towns a top 10 talent now? He's, he's up he's up in there. What is he, 15? I wouldn't say he breaks the top 15? 10. 15? Maybe, maybe. All right, so we're going to argue over that? Yeah, I'll argue. What is this, Nick's fucking Twitter? All right, <laughs> top 15 talent. <laughs> First of all, I said I said just a top ten. We're not talking about Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, top ten is hard to argue, but outside of that, I wouldn't want to give up RJ. Have you been? Have you? Have you felt about RJ's play lately? Disappointing, right? Um, I'm not gonna say. I, I don't want to say disappointing. What's like one level above disappointing? <sighs> like, what like okay. So I'm not disappointed. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm not satisfied. But I'm not disappointed. Somewhere in between there. He's very, I, because he's very I think, like hot and cold lately. But he's 19 years old. All right. Well, his play is hot and cold, but like I feel like his his character and and look, it takes a lot more than character to perform in this league. We know this. I mean, Frank's got good character, but you know, he's he's not uh, indispensable by any means. RJ, however, I feel he's got this pedigree about him. I love his attitude, and I feel like the way he's been playing, you know, from from the start of the season all the way up to this point now, taking all those games into account, this is a guy I feel that is going to have significant growth. I just have that feeling about him, so I don't want to give up on that. The the already what he's doing, like from day one that he came to this league, the feel that he has for the game, even you know around the basket and getting to the line, all this stuff. I think it's going to translate into, you know, improvement upon improvement upon improvement for the next few years in the league. So that I would want to hang on to. I believe in him. I agree with you. I I completely believe in RJ. I think he's starting to hit that rookie wall right now. Mm -hmm. He started off his his year great, right? I think over the first month or so, he was averaging like 16 a game, like six, six or seven boards or something like that. But yeah, dude, in December, he's averaging 12 points, 4.9 boards, 1.9 assists, shooting 36% from the field. It's not rookie of the year numbers. I am okay? not criticizing RJ here, Barry. I'm just stating he's he's starting to take a fall here. 
But I see what you see in him, yeah. where you just see this determination in him. And he is still just 19 years old. And he is, like, when you compare him to Knox or Frank, some of our other recent draft picks, like, there is a clear difference between his personality and what you think he's capable of and how much belief I have in him over those other guys. It's not even close. Now, now I'll tell you which young Nick will not be here come February 6th. It's a given. And that's Alonzo Trier. He's getting dealt. No question. No question about it. He's the guy that they're going to move. No matter who, in in whatever package deal it is. And what's whatever the, it may be. What's the reason for that? And how do you know that? He, because he's not getting played. Fizdale knew it that he wasn't going to be a piece on this team, and and Mike Miller knows it. And you might say, well, then wouldn't they want to play him to showcase him? No, because they don't want to hurt his value either. You know, th- there's enough on him already that. You know, teams that, that the Knicks want teams to see, okay, there's something there. But the Knicks aren't going to hurt themselves by taking minutes away from other guys that they do want to invest in. And they don't want to bring down his value. They're bringing, down, they're bringing down his value by not playing him. Not necessarily. He's still young. I mean, it's his second year in the league. Right. If the 8-24 and 24 Knicks can't find a spot for Alonzo Trier, he's not that good. They don't want him. Then who the fuck else is going to want? He does, he's not going to have much value. It, it, it's, That's all regard, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. I'm just saying he's going to be attack on peace. I'm not saying they're going to use him as a focal point and it's going to be able to, you know, get them a first round pick or even a second round pick. You think pick. he wants to be dealt? Um, He's probably mixed about it. He, I'm sure he wants to be dealt because he wants to play. I'm sure he's sick about not playing. You know how hard it is to sit on the bench and cheer, you know, for your teammate when you want to be out there? And he's not getting he's getting zero minutes game after game. Yeah, he wants to be out. He's not he's not stuck, you know, tied to New York. What does he care? He wants to play. And and and, and I'm telling you, he's going. It's a crummy Mark way to spend your season on the bench. It is a crummy. It is really crummy. Way. Yeah. You know what else is crummy? Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, Barry, using a family recipe born in 1950s Brooklyn, New York, and perfected on the east end of Long Island. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company promises to deliver you the finest and most delicious crumb cakes on the market. With flavors like classic crumb, blackout, salted caramel, and Brooklyn Joe, your taste buds will thank you. And they're available in two sizes. The classic 8x8-inch size cakes or the world-famous crumpkins. Barry, I'm going to blow my fucking nose, all right? Hold on. All right. I'll be right back. Well, Craig blows his nose. I just heard that. It was not pleasant, especially when we're reading a, a crumb cake ad. But as Craig said, visit www.clarksonavcrumb.com and crumb get some. And make sure you use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE to receive 23% off your order. And you could have it just in time. For New Year's, looking for something to bring over to that New Year's party? Besides a bottle of champagne, bring over some crumpkins. You will be the hit of the party. Okay. All right. Thank you, Barry. It is ClarksonAvCrumb.com, right? ClarksonAvCrumb.com. I want to make sure I gave out the right address. That's right. I don't have the ad copy in front of me. All right. Did you give the promo code? I did. Hardnick's Life, 23% off your order. Thanks for doing that, dude. I could just feel like the phlegm in my nose just backing up this entire show. And I thought I could get through that read, and I couldn't. And nothing sells crumb cakes. So I had to excuse myself. Like phlegm. Good for you.
Yeah, uh, you know, that's true. <laughs> so let's say someone like Carl Anthony Towns is available. All right, you, you've made it clear you'd keep RJ. I think I'd want to hold on to RJ. Anyone on this, anyone else on this team that is untouchable or everyone else is pretty much good to go if it was necessary? Look. I mean, Mitchell, we, we love Mitchell. Fun. Mitchell's fun and all. You know, that I mean, that slam dunk that he had today was probably Woo-hoo. my favorite alley-oop of his in his career. Was that the highlight of the season he threw it down with so, so much force. There was so much. He threw that down with so much force. That was nice. And then almost like a play or two later, he almost had a fast break of a steal of his, but he couldn't get a control of it. Um, but, man, the way he cocked that back and just hung in the air and slammed it down. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I, I I would move him if he was essential to getting me a, a, a top 10 player. I mean, listen, if you're not going to give up RJ, you're going to have to move Mitch. You yeah, can't but- just you can't do a package centered around Dennis Smith Jr., Kevin Knox, and Frank Nilakina. No, you have to be willing to give – you got to be willing to give up something good, you know, to, 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 to nab a superstar. I think this is why this there's example. there's really no chance, Barry. Unless you're trading that top three to five pick this year and then three more first-round picks, you are not getting a superstar without four first-round picks as the Knicks. And would you trade four first-round picks for anybody? Anyone not named Kawhi? Four first-round picks? Yeah. I think no. that's what it's going to take. For the Knicks to be in any conversation with uh, against other teams that actually could offer significant actual talent, not just picks. This league is so good. And, you know, one superstar on your team is not enough. I mean, l- look at the best teams in the league. Unless your name is Giannis, that's probably like the only exception, you know. And I know he's got a great supporting cast around him, but he's like, he's the man, okay? But everybody else, you know, whether you're looking at Kawhi and Paul George and LeBron and AD. Well, Kawhi last and, season did not need another superstar. That's true. But he is one of the he's he is a rarity. Yeah, yeah. He's a Look top at LeBron five last year on the Lakers. Absolute yeah. garbage until they brought over <laughs> Anthony Davis. Right, right. And that's LeBron. Right. And you know you got Houston's got their their Westbrook and their Harden. Boston has like one and two halves. You know with Kemba. And then Tatum and Brown. But one superstar coming over here and then you're giving up, you know, some of your best assets, you know, or your best players, your best young prospects. It's not going to move the needle a hell of a lot. You know, that's what Mills and Perry, I think, tried to do after they didn't land the big fish. They hoped that they were going to put a product on the floor that was going to get them a leap ahead of where they were in the season prior. And then in like this next phase of courting a superstar would be enough to get somebody to come over because they say okay they're they're winning now you know they're they're changing their culture around exactly. they're improving that was and, the plan you know it's not working out and you know plan a didn't work now plan b is not working <laughs> plan a oh my god when you put it that way right plan a and b have failed we're actually on the plan c right now right which and is plan c is like the long game <laughs> we're playing the for, long game trading for a superstar we never thought we might want or be interested in right which essentially puts you back to plan b (laughs) because you're still that step away not even plan b wait plan plan b is getting you plan a plan a was plan a was getting like the two big guys that was plan a that was plan a okay not like building through the draft right plan a was 
clearing okay. clearing this, cap we're space talking about so this past guys. Was, right right Kyrie Kyrie plus another was plan a Kyrie plus another how about I mean KD, KD sorry another? oh my goodness not Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie was the constant you know was KD was like the, plus another can't believe you know said jumping that. on the grenade when you're out <laughs> at a bar right then B became you know Julius Randall yeah, Just let's put together a competitive team. team. Basically, yeah, put out a competitive team. Try to create a team that if you added one superstar to, maybe that's something. Right, and then maybe you'd be a playoff team. Or but now out. this this team that you've built is is worse than the le- than last year's team. <laughs> so yeah, until they show us they're not. <laughs> that's right. So I'm scared about what Harry and Mills are going to plan next. How many lives do these guys fucking have? Well, I'm very nervous going to the deadline with if they're running the show, by the way. Very nervous. Um yeah, you should be actually. Um because <laughs> yeah, as much be. as we know you should be, because we know that this season isn't gonna amount to anything. We we've already secured ourselves a top pick. It, do, it doesn't matter from here on out. What, what what's gonna happen? We we secured ourselves a lottery pick here. Um, you know, and and hopefully a good one at that, knock on wood. But you're right, because we still have all this youth that they held on to that they didn't throw away, that they kept here for a reason. Yeah, they, there's still the possibility that they that they do throw that away. And they have proven, by the way, to have a very quick trigger finger when it comes to pulling off a trade. All right, that Porzingis thing came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Remember that morning? Yeah. Porzingis is, is going in for a meeting with Mills and Perry. Then all of a sudden, Porzingis is traded. Yeah, it's like, what the what? <laughs> yeah, there was no fucking rush. Porzingis was still a year away from fucking playing. Yeah, we had to jump on it. They had to do it so fast. And at the time, I know we all saw the good of it. And, you know, getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, taking back a couple first-round picks, you know, trading a player that we weren't sure about signing to a max deal. But in hindsight now... And people, we said, people said it at the time. It was very, there was no reason to rush into that. And that was when their job was secure. What's going to be happening this time with their feet to the fire? Just like Frank Nilakina holding those s'mores over the fire flame on this beautiful picture. It's not beautiful. But every holiday, the Knicks release these photos of these. They're, I guess they're okayly drawn representations of the Knicks players. This one... They released on Christmas of the Knicks all gathered in like a sort of like green log cabin, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's really <laughs> funny. So what do we got? We got Knox and Peyton hanging the Christmas lights. They're hanging the Christmas lights. Knox looks very strange. His body. They never get the bodies right. You know, Knox looks like it looks like Knox like probably like 25 years from now. <laughs> right. Right. They got Mitchell putting the star uh, on top of the the tree tree with the goofiest fucking face. And uh, along with Iggy and RJ decorating it. Right. RJ looks like he's about four foot seven in this photo. (laughs) (laughs) Right. He's he's barely into Mitch's armpit. Yep. And then over by the fireplace, sitting in a rocking chair, reading a story is old man Taj Gibson. He looks like a blanket covering his legs. Is it just me or does he? Poor he guy. looks like he like he's blind almost. He's yeah, he looks like, like he's blind. It's like the he's book looking, must be braille. He's looking into the wall, 
Well, he's got a book in his hands. And then standing above him is... Uh, Everybody else is in like in a tank top man, and old, shorts. By the way, old man Wayne Ellington <laughs> eating oatmeal. Right, with a or bowl of oatmeal. Yeah. And meanwhile, everybody else is in their, you know, their uni. Their uni. So they got their, 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 their tank tops and their shorts. And meanwhile, Taj has a blanket, even though he's right in front of the fire. <laughs> he's old and sick. And what's Frank? Frank is making s'mores, like you said. And just like just like Reggie Bullock is doing now, you know, watching the team from the sideline, he's not joining in any of the fun in this picture either. He's taking pictures of what's going on. And Alonzo Trier is sitting down, opening up a, a new pair of basketball sneakers, which he won't need. Yep. Yeah, he's the only one that opened up a uh, present. He couldn't wait. <laughs> and outside, stuck in the cold, is Damian Dotson and Bobby Portis. Yeah, how outside, did you, how did you know, like I had to actually look at the comments to to figure out. I knew that was Dotson. Portis. I figured Dotson. I knew it was Dotson. How did Portis, you know that was Dotson? Because it looks like him. Portis uh. does not look like Portis because the eyes are too small, and they're not it, bugging out. Exactly. You know, but um, but Portis was the only one left. It is so pretty sad it that they chose. I mean, why did they choose Portis and Dotson to be outside in the cold? Well, they knew people would read into it, and then Peyton's like waving to them, and they're just. They're they're building a snowman out there. Then you got at the card table. You got Randall, DSJ, and Morris. Oh, Randall! See, that does not look like Randall. Oh, to me, that looks like Randall. He's got the earring. See, I feel like Randall and Peyton. They didn't get quite right for me. I like Peyton. Hey. I think he's good. Do you? I uh, see Dotson. I didn't pick up on at all. But they're playing cards, yeah. and those yep. are blank cards, by the way, which is interesting. So. Oh yeah, there are blank cards. Because you could see Morris's hand. Yeah, he's got nothing. <laughs> or he's got three of a kind. I don't know. They're just all the same. Right. Dude, you're I'm gonna be at your card game in a couple of weeks. Oh, uh, beautiful. I'm gonna destroy everybody there. Are you? Watch. You'll see. Have you played in recently? No. All right, so let's end this on a story, unless you heard this already. You might have read it on Twitter, I don't know, but it was one of the funniest things I've read. Okay. Really was. Um, I, I, I should give her a shout out, but I don't remember her Twitter handle. She is verified, but uh, I never heard of her before. But anyway, she talked about a recent trip to the Portland Trails Blazers game. Did you, I've did you heard read this, this. Yes. on Hanukkah night? I don't like the story. You don't? You're gonna I thought this was very funny. So she's at the Portland Trail Blazers game. It happens to be Hanukkah night. They light a big menorah, the whole thing. Anyway, the game starts. The Blazers are not playing well, not going good for them, and from the seats behind them, she hears these people start saying, fuck this Jew holiday. And she can't believe what she hears. Finally, they leave. And she says to her boyfriend, I can't believe what's going on here. I, I didn't expect to hear anything like this. Fuck this Jew holiday. And the boyfriend then has to explain to her that there's a player on the Pelicans, the team that they're playing, named Drew Holiday. And he happens to be playing very well. They were saying, fuck this Drew Holiday. I don't know, Barry. The way our country's going, I would bet money they were probably saying, fuck this Drew Holiday. In Portland? Yes. I think it's a pretty progressive city. <laughs> I don't... I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who says, fuck this Drew Holiday? Fuck this Drew Holiday. Who I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sold. All right, guys. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardnick's Life. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can call us. That's right. At 516-33-MESH1. Leave us, a, leave us a voicemail, question, comment. New Year's resolutions. Do we want to get into that? Sure. 
Yeah, whatever you want to fucking talk about. All right, guys, if you like our show, leave a review, subscribe, leave us a rating. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Barry. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah, Craig. Thank you. Enjoy the uh, AirPods. Tell your kids to not mix them all up. You know, you got so many of them in the house. I don't, you know. We don't all have AirPods. We don't, you know, we do all have, which I'm not embarrassed to say. Matching pajamas. No, no. We all have the uh, the Echo Dots. This is really what it's come down to. (laughs) (laughs) This is really what we're talking about. Is there any way that we can maybe stop doing these shows? Do we have to do them? Um... It would be nice if they were meaningful basketball games. <laughs> it really is. That would make what we talk about painful. more meaningful. Until next time, it is a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.